Warning. The United States government has accused this program of being fake news. Listener discretion advised. Tonight on Dark Hollow Paranatural, what happened to last week? A bevy of blurry sea serpents. What did Jay Roselle say to the devil? And more. Stay tuned. Dark Hollow Paranatural starts now. <laughs> From the DHP studios in Sleepy Hollow, amid the shades and the shadows, and things that go bump in the night. I'm Michael Darkhollow, and welcome to Darkhollow Paranatural for Friday, February 21st, 2020. That's right, it's a whole new era of Dark Hollow Paranatural, and we're right back here with a few friends of mine. Tonight, that friend list includes, sitting right across from me here at the Dark Hollow studio table, none other than the three-time Catholic priest. I'm not sure which holy book he's slinging, but holy book slinging exorcist extraordinaire wrote the book himself, ladies and gentlemen, Jay Roselle. Hello, everyone. Hey, Jay, how is that Undertaker business going these days? Well, you know, I'm just kind of hands off lately. It's been, you know, I've had to pass it on to my apprentices. Your apprentice undertakers? Yes. And how are they doing with it? I haven't heard any complaints. Well, it's a little late to complain at that point. Fair enough. All right. Also joining us at the table tonight, a voice that is... uh ever interesting in its insight from angles that uh, jay and i just don't ever really think about laura ketchum from the hailing from or i guess once from the proclamidine institute for advanced study and speculation uh, where are you hailing from now laura I'm going to turn my microphone on. I've been, I've been out in the field mostly uh, various places i'm not currently working with any institutions that's right you are officially our correspondent in the field while alex thurgood is deep undercover wherever he is correct all right we were we are wrangling uh alex thurgood pretty hard trying to get him back on the program but he is a hard guy to capture cell phones don't work when you're uh, out in the bush apparently so uh last week's program guys uh this is a uh, rather sensitive topic with me personally, but uh, as you know, we were discussing a subject that a lot of people are concerned about these days. It's got a lot of uh, controversy about it in the media, the 5G rollout, the imminent 5G rollout. And uh, when we sent this program off to the government censors, we, we ship them an audio file. They ship an audio file back, and they have right of censorship as part of our agreement to return to the air. As most of our listeners know, if you're listening for the first time, that's the way this works. And uh, last week's program came back in totally, uh, totally just garbled by the censors. And um, personally, I have a feeling that this is going to come down to them being uncomfortable um, slash unhappy with the way that we were putting the government mandated statement up front at the start of the program, you know, about uh, the fact that the government does not want the public to believe what we're saying on this program. And so they are insisting that we refer to ourselves as fake news um, as much as I hate it. Um, but what if that isn't the issue? What if they're really trying to stop the word 
from uh, the, the true issues with 5G, not the stuff that you normally hear about the real problems? What if they're trying to stop that from getting out? I don't know, Jay. Have you ever done any uh, work in the telecom field and, and this type of spectrum, this 5G? Uh, the 5G, unfortunately, is is too new for me to have worked with it. I've worked in some of the, the old um, you know standards, but 5G, that's a completely different animal. So do you have any thoughts about the... Uh, well, I, I, we probably shouldn't dive into it, quite honestly, because what's going to happen to this week's program? So without without getting into the subject too deeply, Laura, you may have information on that, but don't dive too deeply in. Um, if the government is censoring us because of our discussing 5G, uh, that's that's pretty messed up. That's true, but I think with your new introduction, the part about what the government says this week you said it nice, concise, clean, and if that's their issue with us, we should be good to go. So we're going to know one way or the other after this. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm hopeful that we will hear back soon from my inquiries. Um, I did ask them, you know, what's up with last week's program because we've never gotten one back 100% censored before, even in our, our test uh, runs before beginning to publish publish again uh, we never had them come back with more than uh, more than i don't know a minute at most across an episode never more than like 30 seconds contiguous um that was garbled whatever you want to call it redacted audibly but uh at any rate uh, just wanted to touch on that so our listeners out there know what's going on i did put a uh, posted a message up on the dark hollow paranatural page at darkhollow.tv and uh, so hopefully our most loyal listeners are aware of what's going on, but uh, for the rest of you. So, Laura, what have you uh, been up to since you were last on the program a few weeks back? Well, Michael, uh, you know the Oscars happened recently, and I got invited to a few after parties. Uh, Megan Fox, Keisha, well, I, I don't want to drop names. But while I was there, I thought it'd be interesting to ask about people's beliefs and or experiences with the paranormal. And it it was really amazing. So the the Hollywood insiders, as it were, have a lot of uh, a lot of tales to tell. Absolutely, uh, there there was someone unnamed that spent a lot of money trying to get rid of a poltergeist. Uh, there's a lovely young woman that believes in leprechauns, not just hypothetical, but really believes in leprechauns. Um, and the usual belief in demons and aliens, alien abductions. There was one woman that had sent away for one of those DNA testing kits. You know the kind I mean? Sure. And the results came back that she was an exact, exact clone of her mother. Not shared DNA, but an exact clone of her mother. Um, so that, that was really interesting. How would, how would something like that actually occur? parthenogenesis yes i i would have to see the results before i even hazard a guess um and then there's a lady you might have even seen on jimmy kimmel that believes her body was inhabited by dead people um i guess that's a pretty well-known story but all in all a, a lot of interesting things going on in hollywood it, it does sound like it. Um, do you think you would be able to perhaps wrangle one of those personalities to come on and, and discuss? 
I I might have enough pull to get to invited to those after parties, but I I don't think I have that much pull. Fair enough. Um, so what about you, Jay? What have you been up to? Well, as you know, um, a couple of weeks back we had a story regarding someone who the devil's letter. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to to. Uh, to remember how it was presented on the show because I've learned a lot since then about uh, some of the, the particulars of the matter. So for, for our listeners out there, we're referring to the uh, many uh, hundreds of years old um, nun, I believe, that had been supposedly possessed by the devil and awoke the next morning with a uh, letter written that no one could read. Correct. Yeah, it it was written in uh, many different languages. It was kind of a, I think it was referred to as a code. Well, um, you know, I I, I didn't really have uh, much faith in in the authenticity of it uh, when we last spoke about it. But I I looked into the matter, and that uh, actually sent me on a, a journey to uh, where the manuscripts are actually stored. Um, I looked over them myself. Uh, I, I corrected some of the translations that, that they uh, had worked on to discover that it was encoded to begin with. And um, I think uh, it, it's a lot more authentic than, than I first gave it credit. And so, you know, after, after piecing together exactly what it was in which, you know, the story is correct, it, it was an actual um, letter from the devil an actual missive uh, that uh, was meant to be released to the world. And the nun, you know, I, I, I'm thinking um, encoded it so that it would not get out. The message would not get out. So this was a letter penned by the devil himself to the world. What did it say, Jay? Well, I, I don't want to spread his message. So I, I'm going to refrain from, from going into detail. Was it a message of hate? Oh, yes. It, it was a message of hate. Was it was it divisive? It was actually surprisingly kind of unifying um, in, in hate, which, you know, is not, not a good thing. So I actually have spent some time um, preparing a response uh, to, to be delivered to the devil. And Is it divisive, Jay, your response? It, it is. It is very divisive where, where the devil's was unifying. Um, it's... You know, and it, it's it's divisive in, in in more on the side of love, where the devils was on the side of hate. So, it's you know I, I can't really go into detail. Um, I, I know this is sounding a little strange, um, hearing myself say it after writing it. It it's really hard to put into words, but yeah, that's what I've been working on. All right, I've got to ask this question, Jay, because I know our listeners are gonna need to have the answer to this how does one uh postmark and stamp a letter to the devil that is tricky and that is something that i have not yet accomplished do uh the forever stamps from the states here work no they do not where do you drop such a letter off at jay well this is where it gets tricky uh where the devil has to possess uh, a human in order to to bring his message into the world uh, we we kind of have to do the opposite. We we oh, you have to get the devil to possess your letter because that's the only way he can read it is if he possesses it, right? No, it has no. to be in his possession. No, that 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 is not how this works. The 
where the devil needed a human messenger, uh, you know, we need a demonic messenger to to get the word out, as it were, um, to the do, devil. Do I detect a link with the Barbie doll demon fiasco? Uh, it, tangentially, yes. Very interesting. Okay, let's leave it there. We don't want to get too in-depth here because I sense uh, potential liability. So, um, yeah, we'll, we will leave that subject, but uh, I'm, I'm mightily impressed, Jay, that you're willing to go to such lengths when uh, it's really not required of you. So that's, that's incredible. Well, you know, if- hats off to you, sir. Yeah. Michael, if I may. Sure. Um, I had a follow-up question for Jay from a couple weeks ago um, when he was talking about buying back a soul, and he wasn't here when I first thought of the question. That is the very Barbie doll incident we were discussing. Go, go right ahead. Yes. I was wondering if you need to buy back a soul, and you talked about the exorbitant prices, does it make a difference, the cleanliness of the soul? If it was a heavy sinner or a very saintly person, does that make a difference in the price of buying back the soul? It, it can. Um, in, in some ways, it depends on um, how the soul was taken. Uh, if it was, well, okay, let, let me back it up. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it, it, in fact, it, it does make a difference. Um, and at, at a base level, it does depend on, on how good the person was, uh, for lack of a, a better way of putting it. But the, the method of acquisition of the soul um, also makes somewhat of a difference. It can taint the soul to the point where it um, doesn't really reflect the, their life um, up to that point. Interesting. Thanks. Um, I have a question that I just, just thought of. Uh, while you guys were discussing this, um, there's a big uh, to-do lately about Bitcoin because Bitcoin is going to half again. And I have heard that the devil has a hand in Bitcoin. Does does the devil and other demonic entities, do they deal in Bitcoin at all, Jay? Well, I mean, it, that's... It could be totally baseless for all I know. Well, on some level, I, I do believe that um, the devil has his hands in pretty much anything that, that, that goes on in this realm. But... Um, uh, specifically with Bitcoin, I, I'm I'm not really sure on that one. All right, fair enough. Yeah, you've heard that Bitcoin is going to like have its rate again in uh, in a couple of months. It's going to be mining Bitcoin blocks is going to give you half the Bitcoin that it does today. Yeah, no, I mean that that is evil. I mean, that, there's no doubt about that. Um, it's just is it is it demonic evil and, and the jury's out. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely thought that it might drive the price of Bitcoin up. And uh, personally, uh, I'd be afraid to buy into the market right now, Jay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'm a, I'd be afraid that uh, it's going to have exactly the opposite effect. People are going to drop it for another currency. Devil coin. There's such a thing, Jay. Oh, um, no, there's not. Mark of the Beast coin. No. Now, I mean, don't give them any ideas. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move forward here. Um, so I was having a conversation with uh our ad department okay it was myself i was having a conversation with myself get off my back jay and uh in light of our discoveries over the past couple of weeks regarding 5g um we whipped up a new ad i'm going to go ahead and insert that ad right here so we'll take a quick break and be right back after this brief message 
friends. I recently had some secrets about new technology revealed to me that were so shocking and so concerning that we here at the Dark Hollow Studios pulled an all-nighter. And now, boy, have we got a deal for you. I'm Michael Darkhollow, and if you're a fan of ours, then by the time you hear this, you may already be aware of the looming threat posed by the 5G millimeter direct mind control waves that soon we will all be virtually swimming in. Well, I say keep Big Brother out and keep your own brains in with Dark Hollow Foil Chapeaus. You heard right. Available immediately and in a variety of stylish fashions put together by our very own designer, Jay Roselle. Dark Hollow Foil is the perfect way to reflect your own shining personality while also reflecting those pesky commands and suggestions right back at those who would dictate your behavior. And for a very limited time, each Dark Hollow Foil order will ship with a free pair of foil underpants to keep those reproductive bits reproductive. It's 2020, and the entire world is at stake here. Be one of those that can resist the coming millimeter waves. Dark Hollow Foil Chapeaus. Available nowhere fine foils are sold. Welcome back to Dark Hollow Paranatural. All right, so uh, there's been a lot of sea serpentry in the news lately. Um, did you guys hear about this eyeless sea serpent that washed ashore recently? Amazing. Yeah, it has. Uh, it's, it's like a baby sea serpent, Jay. It has the, the like head of a dolphin but no eyes, and it has the, uh, the torso of uh, like a dolphin, um, and then it has like the tail of like a dolphin but smaller and kind of elongated it's my own opinion that this is probably some sort of a malformed and short-lived dolphin that washed ashore but it is being hailed as a sea sea serpent Um, i'll go ahead and put a link to that photo or uh, link to the photo maybe i can embed it we'll see uh, up uh, up on this week's episode of dark hollow paranatural at darkhollow.tv don't don't miss taking a look at that if you haven't seen it Um, what do you think of that thing jay it it looks kind of freaky and um outside of it being malformed you know with, with no eyes it sounds like a deep sea kind of creature yeah kind of like a deep sea dolphin uh, what do you think laura you know a lot about animals i think it's a little too long to be a dolphin but what about a malformed dolphin and why why would a deep sea eyeless creature wash up on shore they're supposed to be down deep i think it's something else what happens when a deep sea creature dies? Does it rise to the top or does it settle to the depths? Depends on its density. I believe that it also depends upon whether or not it is consumed along the way. And with all the deoxygenation uh, of the ocean, the large sections of water that have basically zero oxygen, and they're basically death zones for, for fish. That uh, you know, Dolphins are one thing. They can come up to the top and breathe. But uh, if it's really something from the depths, then, uh, you know, it's got to rely on that uh, that ocean water and the oxygen in it. And the big depleted zones are just killing things off. So what happens when the predators or scavengers, as it were, at higher oceanic levels die out due to this issue and then the creatures below die off due to anything, natural causes, whatever, um, do they float to the top 
and then wash ashore. If so, we could be seeing a whole lot more things come ashore than we have in the past. Um, Did you hear about that giant sea serpent skeleton that washed ashore in Scotland? Not the not the eyeless thing. Oh, the big skeleton. That's why when you said eyeless one, I said it was longer. I thought you meant the serpent. My bad. Looks like a giant dolphin skeleton to me. But uh, the real find is in the UK. Uh, now they have a crack cover-up squad in the UK. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna come out and say it. Uh, the U.S. government, uh, their cover-up squad is pretty sketchy. I mean, look at Roswell and other incidents like that. The UK is Johnny on the spot with this stuff. When something happens, um, very, very few people discover it before it is wiped away. Did you guys hear about the serpent that came ashore just last week? No, I, I did not. It's crazy. This thing could uh, this thing could barely be seen. It was uh, it was sort of uh, elusive to the eye. Your eye just kind of slid off it. I I read uh, about uh, you know in Douglas Adams books about the black that was just so black that your eye just slid off of it and couldn't see it. It was like that. I saw a picture of it and it looked exactly like the kind of blurriness that you see in the photos of like the Loch Ness monster and other uh, other elusive sea creatures. And it occurred to me. What if all these photos are actually so blurry just because the sea serpents themselves look that way? I've never seen one in person close enough that uh, any blurriness couldn't be uh, attributed to heat haze or something like that or or foggy day, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know how such a thing is possible. Uh, Do you think such a thing would be possible, Laura? Well, Michael, I'm not really sure about that. In general, there's um, four accepted types of animal camouflage. Uh, You've got concealing coloration, like uh, snowshoe rabbits, for example. You've got disruptive coloration, um, tiger stripes. As they walk through the tall grass, you can't see them. You've got mimesis. uh, That would be like a common snake that mimics a poisonous snake to keep the predators away. And then you've got disguise, where it takes on the look of an actual object, like a walking stick. Insect. What about what about a chameleon? Would that be considered mimesis or disguise? It's mimesis because it's not looking like a chair or a tea kettle. It's a chameleon, but it's blending in. Fair enough. So, what would it be? Well, if it were hard to see, just like literally hard to see like you can't focus your eyes on it it's blurry we talked about this a bit um earlier and i went and looked at some bigfoot specifically bigfoot photos and you're right they're blurry they're not crisp and clean and it seems to me it's a variant of the disruptive camo not like a tiger whose stripes make you not see it in the grass but rather like a zebra um, you've probably seen pictures of a herd of zebra, and you can't really tell, you can't clearly see where one zebra starts and the other begins. It's it's just a little blurry. You see it's there, but it's blurry. And I think it's some variation of that that these cryptids, such as the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot, are using. Very interesting. So we can't really, we can't really 
put it into these categories. I mean, this blurriness is, it, it has to be some optical effect, right? It can't be, uh, or a psychological manipulation preventing your brain from focusing. It has to be something. Um, it can't be psychological either, Jay, because photos turn out blurry, invariably blurry, unless someone is, is focusing by eye and by hand rather than autofocus on a camera. And all, all the cameras are basically using autofocus these days. It has to be an optical effect, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, that, that makes sense. So we need some other word for this. This is a potent, uh, a potent camouflage indeed. What should we call it? Bloratia. That, that sounds like a disease. Does a bit, doesn't it? What about uh, bloresis? I don't think that's any better. Hmm. But if you're coming up with the concept, it's yours to name, right? Camo fuzz. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. How about no focal ointment? It's wearing some no focal ointment. I don't think anyone's rubbing down those cryptids with ointment. They could rub themselves down, Laura. I'll bet their skin excretes a natural oil that causes an aberrant refraction. You'd call the oil refractorol. What about photoblurthesis? That that sounds reasonable. Refractation. Refractasia. Honestly. Refractesis. How about that? Refractesis. Um, Refractesis. Okay. what we'll call it. Okay. So we have mimesis, and we have disruption, and we have refractesis. Okay. At any rate, uh, it is worth your while out there to uh, get yourself out to the beaches, wherever you might be. Get to the beach here and there again, if it's within easy travel distance for you. Scout around at sunrise or just after sunset. You know, maybe maybe go in the middle of the night. Look for strange things washing ashore because right now is a time when uh, there are a lot of government cover-up squads. I don't know what you call these things. Uh, Different agencies have different names for them, but these cover-up squads are doing a lot of heavy lifting on the shores, mainly due to uh, what's going on in the oceans. You know, there are a lot of UFO sightings where the UFOs are going in and out of the water quite commonly. And um, some of the big major news that came up in recent years around the uh, United States admitted cover-up of UFO alien footage depicts uh, these UFOs entering and exiting from the sea itself. So with uh, some, of the, uh, some of the pilots were reporting a massive shape that slightly displaced the surface of the water as it moved around, uh, coming to meet them as they dove beneath the waves. So understand there's been a recent uptick in ufo sightings as well you go ufo gazing much jay uh, whenever i get a chance how often is that uh lately not, not as much as i'd like um a couple times a week and uh laura what about you and ufos well i don't really follow them all that much but i know a lot of our listeners do i thought i would mention nuffork has updated their website nuffork yes n u f o RC. It stands for the National UFO Reporting Center, and they are so up to date. They've got a bunch of cases of UFO sightings in February. I mean, that's just this month. And they've updated their website, their database. If you're interested in that sort of thing, it's a good source. Well, last up on tonight's uh, docket, this is a, a topic that's been much discussed in the dark corners of the internet over the years. The establishment of McDonald's and its rather dark and creepy history. 
have you uh, heard about this, Jay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently McDonald's has a history of um, accidental deaths, especially where children are involved. And uh, the older the McDonald's, the more deadly it appears to be. Uh, a lot of McDonald's have undergone various renovations over the years, and a lot of people are uh, of the opinion, and, and you can find various angles on this in various places online, uh, but a lot of people are of the opinion that the renovations are to excavate various occultisms that were put in place during the building of the original uh, McDonald's sites, and as well as to to remove certain design elements that invited demonic infestation or uh, sort of parasitical forms of poltergeist that would latch on to children, especially, and uh, and well, bad things ensued. Recently, up in Colorado, the police were called. I believe this was Colorado, uh, but the police were called in for an investigation in the middle of the night at a little a little McDonald's and uh, the people inside had heard a woman screaming and speaking in tongues and in a demonic voice that uh, eventually transformed itself into the sound of a barking dog and then faded into the distance. Now, these people were terrified, but the, the police officer that came on site had uh, investigated and found nothing whatsoever, but none of the employees would uh, leave the place prior to dawn, even though some of their shifts ended before then. That was my first thought. Of course they didn't leave prior to dawn because because the uh, shift probably didn't end before then, but apparently it did. Um, what can you tell me about old McDonald's sites, Jay? Well, yeah, uh, you know, I, I didn't really want to get into this. Um, it's something that uh has been sort of kept quiet uh a lot of the original mcdonald's franchises um were run by what now just i just want to hold you there for a second jay i just want to step out for the sake of liability and say that what we're what we're talking about now is our understanding of this through the things that we've read the things that we've seen personally but uh we are in no way an authority on McDonald's. Don't sue us. All right, go ahead, Jay. Well said. Um, Yeah, so a lot of the original uh, McDonald's franchises were run by self-described Satanists. Now, that that term has meant a lot of different things over the years, but uh, there's no no, um, coincidence that their mascot's a clown and um, a lot of their... um, um, a lot of the the uh, for lack of a better word um the the host of McDonald's is a clown along with a bunch of demonic creatures i mean it's it, it masquerading as that hamburglar jay uh, mayor mccheese uh, grimace i mean it just i had so many nightmares growing up yeah centered around a lot of these mcdonald's characters yeah uh, i am yeah and so i mean that's why they were originally designed that, the way that they were. damnable bird they put in at one point yeah that flapping bird that that was a, a later addition um but yes um 
so a lot, a lot of these original designs, you know, live on today, but the, the original intent, uh, were, um, quite sinister. And so the, the oldest McDonald's, uh, they all have, um, more of a connection, uh, with, um, the demonic realm that there's been human sacrifice at a lot of these sites, uh, re- reported cases of, of human sacrifice. And, and so it's a long list and, and a lot of it's, um, unsupported, uh, speculation, but just the same, it's no, no wonder that there's a lot of history there. So what can you tell me about, uh, clown symbolism where it connects to Satanism? Well, should I back off that question? <laughs> it, it's it's a pretty deep uh, question, honestly. Um, but uh, it, just just a, a quick overview is a human with a clown makeup, uh, all these trappings make it easier uh, to be possessed and to influence um, non possessed. So it's it works kind of like a conduit at that in that way, sort of like a uh, lightning rod, I guess you could say for possession or. Influence. That's a good way to look at it. Like I said, that's that's a, a, a really simplified view, but yeah. Speaking of symbolism, Jay, I was wondering, the golden arches, if you know anything about that, the only thing I had heard is because the base of them are all pointing down, that maybe it's saying the power is coming from the devil. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, the, the original symbology was a pitchfork, um, which, you know, is some of the, the older... Um, symbolism for for the devil um so yeah. well you know what they they say jay that old mcdonald had a farm and farmers use pitchforks it's just a fact of life that's another way of looking at it does anyone have anything that we have not discussed tonight that you wanted to bring up while we're still at the table no i think that about covers it for me uh well michael one thing that i am going to be looking into in the coming week is an increased occurrence of upright four-legged mammals four-legged upright mammals like uh donkeys that are walk upright on two legs exactly that type of thing donkeys that are walking behind the cart instead of pulling it well or just walking through the pasture but walking upright a lot of examples i'll i'll be getting into more details next time all right well i can't wait to hear that and uh you know bring pics or it didn't happen so I guess that brings us to a close for this episode of Dark Hollow Paranatural. Uh, please keep your eyes peeled at darkhollow.com or on your particular podcatcher application to listen in on last week's fine episode and learn what really is to be concerned about and what is not to be concerned about at all where 5G is concerned as soon as we're able to wrest control of that particular program from the hands of of the United States government who has garbled it beyond recognition. And until next time. As you get ready for sleep tonight, don't forget to check inside all the closets and underneath the bed. You want to make sure everything's nice and safe. You know, we don't want to scare you while you're settling in all alone in the dark. But an awful lot of strange things are just appearing out of nowhere. And the authorities can't get to it before people see it and take photos, video, and such. 
What you don't want to have happen is that you become one of those photos before anyone can get there to help. So keep a pitchfork at the ready. Keep away from clowns. And get out to those beaches and look for things washing ashore. And send us your pics so that we can talk about it here on the program. Have a safe week, everybody.